14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, uh, today, taking a look, I guess, at uh, probably the biggest story in uh, uh, the uh, uh, labor space, and uh, that is uh, the um, demands of the public sector trade unions uh, who want a general salary rise uh, in line with the consumer inflation plus 4% for all workers, and uh, a few other demands, including a 12% of basic salary risk allowance and uh, a better housing payments as well and to talk uh, a bit further about uh, some of these uh, uh, demands which include the scrapping of the salary salary scales one to three i'm joined by the general secretary of satu the democratic teachers union and uh, also uh, one of the labor representatives at the uh, public sector bargaining council Mugwena maruleka uh, mr maruleka good evening to you and welcome Good evening, Butsabonga, and good evening to your listeners at home, and thank you for having us this evening. Yeah, always a pleasure catching up with you, uh, GS. Let's maybe start off here. Um, I mean, we, we know the context. We, we know what has uh, happened in the courts and, um, you know, uh, many people calling for a political solution in the impasse from the last multi-year agreement. And, yeah. uh, of course, certainly something that still remains on the table, both for you uh, as employees, but also at a political level. But um, I guess today was about also saying uh, how will the next, um, I guess, uh, conditions of pay look like for public sector workers for the next while. Uh, I guess a good starting point would be to say, why were you not open to a multi-year agreement and uh, why are you pushing for a single-year agreement here? Question. Um, really, it is that uh, in an economic situation that it's so volatile and where the trust has been so eroded between the employer and the employees, it will be very difficult to convince uh, our members who are the workers to really agree to a multi-term agreement because then what happens if uh, in the second year of the multi-term agreement uh, the government then reneges uh, on implementing it, citing reasons uh, that they have started signing in 2020 uh, and so forth. So the best way is that you should uh, negotiate every year uh, so that you are then able to take into account those particular contacts and but also those particular um, unforeseen circumstances because you shall have been able to observe over a period of a year and that will inform your strategy and tactics in terms of negotiation the following year. But otherwise, um, uh, we can't convince our members that there's no trust anymore and that is what is needed in negotiations. And I guess, you know, uh, a very important word you're using there, trust. Um, one would think, I guess, uh, based on your experience and uh, over the last year or so, uh, that, uh, you know, that trust between yourselves and the employer has been significantly eroded. Um, many people have suggested, I guess, that this is um, in a way, you know, a, a set of demands that is informed by that environment of mistrust. Um, you've got about 16 demands. Let's maybe talk about some of the high-level ones. Uh, we've touched on, I guess, the, the demand for a single-year uh, negotiating cycle. Uh, but let's talk about the risk allowance and uh, some of the other uh, uh, demands that you've put on the table. Yeah, one of the, t- the, the major uh, demands but that we've put on the table is the inflation plus 4% informed by what's happening in other sectors in terms of settlement that we've studied. So the search tells us that the settlement was between 4% and 9% uh, in, the, in, in the previous year uh, where the uh, public servants did not receive any, any, any salary increases. 
So you had uh, in the municipality settling at six percent, and some of the uh, parastatals are settling at about seven percent. So, so when we're looking at that, it informed our 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 opening demand to be saying this is where we think we're reasonable, and uh, that uh, uh, we can be able to manage uh, negotiations around that. The second and the third uh, demand basically is around the issues of uh, continuing with the implementation of the agreement that we have had with government around the scrapping of salary level one, two, three, uh, so that then they are bumped to four. And that is an agreement, but it has not been implemented. And therefore, we are putting it as a demand in order to ensure that we are then able to modify um, and modernize that particular agreement so that uh, we are then able to address uh, the low salary of 24,000 rand per, month, per annum uh, for uh, the public servants who basically are traveling to and for work and long distances. Mm. And the other areas basically is the issue of uh, the housing uh, allowance. Uh, because of the non-implementation of the government employee housing scheme, which was not going to take money from the government, it was going to be funded by the public servants themselves by utilizing their pension uh, to ensure mm. that it funds uh, the loans that the public servants were going to take. But because of corruption, it ended up in the hands of a private bank or a private uh, lending institution where almost $10 billion was lost. Oh. And, uh, oh. and, and, and therefore, because of that, we are saying we need to ensure that uh, we have uh, 2.5 or 2.9 as a way of uh, compensating for uh, sure, the workers sure. that are really having it tough in terms of their uh, their mortgage bonds and other things because sure. we, we're the lowest is 1,100 mm. per month. Yeah. Okay, GS, let's do this. Let's yeah. let's pause here for a second. We take a quick spot break. When we come back, we continue with some of those demands. I'm quite interested in the, in the one demand where. Uh, you are proposing a scrapping of the first three levels within the salary scale. And uh, we'll certainly get into, I guess, what has motivated that. And uh, we'll uh, do that after after this brief break. Twenty-three minutes it is after eight p.m. You tuned in to the Shop Stewards Corner here on uh, Metro FM Talk, and uh, this evening taking a look at uh, some of the outcomes from the Public Service Coordinating Bargaining Council, uh, where uh, some of the public sector trade unions have placed uh, a significant number of demands on the table, and I'm joined 
by uh, one of the parties there uh, on behalf of Labour, the General Secretary of Satu Teachers Union, uh, Mukwena Maluleke. And uh, uh, also, if we can maybe just, uh, I guess, uh, continue uh, with your outline of some of the key demands that you put on the table here, uh, and uh, we can continue on that score. Okay. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah. As you have indicated, that uh, what, what what informed the issue of salary level one to three that needs it to be scrapped uh, from as entry level, it is because of the inconsistencies in the department. You have one department that uh, the entry level is five, and then while the other department, the entry level is still one, and then the people are doing the same job, same hours of work, uh, same qualification, if ever there's qualification, and because these are um, entry-level employment uh, in, in the public service. So because of that inconsistency, it has then really caused some disparities uh, amongst the workers, and therefore we then agreed in the previous uh, negotiations that the employer will go and do uh, the uh, number crunching and then be able to come back and then so that we are then able to address that particular inconsistency uh, in, in the form of really addressing the disparities. So in a way that we then felt that uh, in a, at a minimum, a demand would be uh, to start at one to three, uh, so that you are then able to go closer to where the other departments are in terms of entry level. And in terms of the 12% of the basic, where you're looking at a risk, we're saying that most of the frontline workers, in particular the people who work in hospitals, are more exposed. And some of them, uh, because they are being exposed, they no longer stay with their families. They have got to rely on aunts, on sisters and brothers who have got to take care of their children and other family members. So therefore, they have got almost like having to live a double life. You spend money here and you spend others are staying in the garages. So we are saying because of that particular risk, um, um, and and the numbers are not so many, the government should look at that uh, um, uh, and and really compensate these particular workers because they are overwhelmed, they are really overburdened, they are burning out, and there are so many things. Those are some of the areas. Mm, And then we're looking at... um, uh, the, the issue of medical aid, uh, which is continuing to be a problem, which is not able to address the issues that are there in terms of being able to be sustainable. And we are saying it's mm. a way of really making it a sustainable uh, scheme and so forth. But obviously coming back and dealing with the issue of housing, this is not about the fact that you just want money. You want mm. to restore the dignity of the majority of the people in this country who basically have been denied mortgage bond, mortgage loans on the basis of color, on the basis mm. of where they are staying. Because sure. rural people, in terms of the trust uh, issues, they're not the trust in the form of trust in between, but because of the land is owned mm. by the trust of the king or of the chief then the banks are saying they are not able to give you a loan because uh, that particular stand or site where you are going to build does not belong to you. It belongs to the chief. So if you were to default according to the bank and according to because they don't want to transform, it means that they will not be able to go and repossess that house because the house basically would be belonging to the community rather than to be belonging Mm. to you. So we needed to address those particular issues about dignity of our people so that then you work and then be able to say, I have a home. It's not about a house, it's about a home. Yeah. So these are some of the demands that we are putting there, which have always Mm. been there. Some of them just need to be implemented. For example, we don't need money from the government to implement a government housing scheme. 
we sure. will use the GPF money because it is the money of the workers to ensure that we do that. But the problem has been so many hands in that particular uh, basket. Everybody wants mm. to get something out of it. Eish. Now, I mean, we, we also know that in the 2018 agreement that you signed, which is the one in contention, uh, that uh, there was, uh, you know, a segment there around housing and uh, you agreed uh, just on the issue you're raising about many workers in, who are living in rural areas uh, to develop a definition around this permission to occupy story circulated with the, within the different departments uh, who effectively, I guess, are the ones who determine their own needs and on the basis of that, uh, the kind of uh, a sort of a wage structure that there is in terms of workers at different levels. Um, as you're making this call, I think a lot of people on Twitter uh, GS, uh, uh, in support of it, uh, Pinle Gunena saying these scales shouldn't exist. This demand, which is long-standing, is often lost in debates about the public sector wage bill. And uh, for one, public servants under level 13 have been earning above inflation increases for over a decade. And the size of the sector has increased dramatically since 2009, and not always in terms of some of the critical posts. Now, uh, and uh, Sizwe coming out and uh, saying that the levels are determined by uh, each department. And uh, these are the people who have uh, responsibility and therefore you can't expect a cleaner or a security worker versus an administrator to be on par in terms of the same salary notch. And uh, uh, many are suggesting that you can achieve uh, what uh, the uh, trade unions are wanting without a cut in roles, uh, but uh, just having people earning higher wages at the different roles. And Mukwena Wamukhopa saying it's a song of sixpence. It's just sloganeering. We've heard this song before and nothing came of it. And uh, I guess maybe that's that's the other point, GS, that um, if we look at successive agreements in the past, uh, some of the things you're raising around housing, um, raising around permission to occupy, around the GPF uh, bank rolling, uh, some of the issues that you've raised, shop stewards leave, temporary incapacity leave, allowances, pay progression. Uh, they've been there in past agreements. Uh, what's to say that they're going to be implemented this time around? Well, the issues of pay progressions have been implemented. Um, all of that, there's no public servant who's not getting a, a pay progression. It's just that sure. it's named differently. <laughs> you'll have leg and rank in terms of the police, and then you'll have the PMDS in terms mm. of the public administration staff, and then pay progression in terms of the professionals. Uh, and so forth. So everyone gets that 1.5% um, every year uh, around that. So they've been implemented. The issues uh, of uh, danger allowance is implemented differently. And, and, and when you set up a, a, a platform like uh, collective bargaining, it's precisely because uh, by its nature is to set benchmarks. It also have to have a threshold. So, so you've got to have a situation where the condition of service for the people who are doing the same job being the same. You're not saying that a, an administrative person uh, would earn the same level as, as, as the cleaner. That's not what you are saying. But you are saying it's possible that you have got to establish an entry level. That particular level will then be able to guide the uniformity of the implementation by all the departments. Because if you mm -hmm. allow departments to go and make their determination with whom are they discussing? Because sure. we have got a democratic place where we're supposed to be discussing this. And that's why it's important in terms of collective bargaining because it gives the opportunity to agree with your employer to ensure that there is labor peace and but also there's productivity because you are setting conditions mm. that then will determine the way forward. But if you allow each and every department to do that, the disparities 
that they are causing are always going to be the other one says, but I'm a cleaner, I'm a security, I'm earning five times less than the other person who's doing the same thing. What is the ILO saying? The ILO says, you know, equal pay for same work. Uh, mm. And we need to be able to oblige to those particular issues. Yeah, yeah. Last one, GS, before we let you go. Um, I mean, I'm quite interested, I guess, um, you know, in, in your perspective on what came out of the budget, hundred, just over $142 billion expected in cost savings uh, uh, from some of your members. Um, and, and then how do I reconcile that with some of the demands that you're placing on the table here? Um, is this going to mean that we're going to have a very long and a very drawn out uh, series of negotiations here? Because it seems, on the one hand, the National Treasury is penciling in their own modeling and uh, on the other, uh, you're also placing, uh, I guess, something else on the table. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that question. Basically, first and foremost is that we must be able to take out the rating agencies out of the collective bargaining. Okay, We need to ensure that we put back the power uh, mm. of determining the budget to the people who have voted in this country because we have got representatives and so forth. Um, secondly, mm-hmm. it is that uh, uh, that means basically that uh, the Treasury and the government are not telling the public the truth. So the truth here is that whilst we need more people in health, need more people in the policing to make sure that we deal with crime, the aim of that particular cut in the budget basically it is that you will lose about 150,000 workers over a period of three years. If they cut it by that time, 260, at initial intention was to cut it by 320 billion. So basically, you're going to lose about 333,000 workers in the public service, meaning mm-hmm. that uh, you, 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 you are going to have a situation where you really, as a, a developmental state in South Africa, doing what the IMF and the World Bank is always saying about the lean, mean state, whereas South Africa is different in terms of context, uh, but also in terms of culture, how the uh, has been in terms of spatial development of the economy, who is receiving public service and who is receiving pub- private services and so forth. So that is the area that we need to address. So these are competing issues, and therefore we are saying let Treasury respect that we must go back, all of us talk like South Africans, like citizens mm. of this country, and put our people first. Do you have any faith in a political solution? I, I believe in collective bargaining, not in political solution. I don't have faith in political solutions because that is the most dangerous thing to do, is that you are going to rely on favors on people. Labor must never rely on favors because as long as there is going to be services, there's going to be a worker. That's why we believe in strong unions that do research and making sure that they represent their members without having to rely on a political solution because uh, you'll be blackmailed. Tomorrow, Mm. the thief is going to say, no, we support (laughs) the demands of the workers because that thief understands that you must then support him not to go to jail. No, we can't do that. I don't have I don't have belief in those things. I don't have faith in those things. Inkomos and I can't. Inkomos, So on. Uh, that there was uh, the General Secretary of uh, the South African Democratic Teachers Union, Mugwena Maluleke, uh, saying he has very, very little faith uh, in uh, political solutions. Uh, it opens itself to all manner of blackmail and all manner of other issues. 25 minutes it is now before 9 p.m.